This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Right, 4.05 on DGS. Dave out today doing Dad's Weekend for the Delta Delta Deltas. So he's hanging out with Phoebe at Kansas. They're going to a basketball game tonight. Some other stuff planned. Dave will be back on Monday. Rachel will be back from Japan on Monday as well. We got Andrew Wheeler and our buddy Matt Pauly hanging out for a little while. Thanks for jumping in, dude. How are you? I'm good. Have you ever been to a basketball game in Lawrence at I Kansas? I have not, no. It's, and I, I say this as a proud graduate of Kansas State, uh, so I don't like all things Kansas, but there is something pretty darn special about walking into Allen Fieldhouse and watching a basketball game in Lawrence. Yeah, they're... There, there are the, the the old school places, and let's be honest too, the places that have sustained success where the fan base is always energized. Yeah. those are the best places. Absolutely, but when they drop the lights and they do the video show and yeah. everything beforehand, and you see the the old grainy footage of Fog Allen and things like that, it's just. In fact, there was a scandal, not a scandal, but there was uh, a few years ago. Uh, Baylor was in there, and Scott Drew, the Baylor coach took his kids off the floor when KU was being introduced. So they introduced the Baylor team. They took right. Baylor out as because he didn't want them being like mesmerized by what was going on. He had a young team at the time and people didn't like that and whatever. There you go. That's a case of overthinking. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you know what we're going to do? We're going to, we're going to try to not distract them by doing something we never, ever do. <laughs> I I do I do enjoy watching though when you go into those great environments. So like I remember when I was doing Air Force basketball, we would go into UNLV, and the UNLV pregame is you know pyro. It's Vegas. It's pyrotechnic. It's fireworks. It's it's everything. It's loud, and uh, I would always you know that's the moment after Air Force would be introduced, and then UNLV is being introduced. Yeah, Air, the Air Force coaching staff is trying to get their last few words of wisdom into the team as the other team is being introduced, and I would just watch like the eyes of these kids get bigger and bigger and bigger as everything was going on. You can't accomplish anything during those two three no, minutes. No, it's just just sit there and watch, and then afterwards say go kick their butts. Yeah. You know, that's about all you can do in that moment. All right, let's start with Cardinals. Okay. And then obviously we'll branch out. We got a bunch of other things to do. Um, but we haven't uh, spent too much time on the offseason here, just a little bit, a little bit here and there, because not much has happened yet. What do you think, just gauging the market, having covered baseball for a long time, what do you think is the most likely outcome for the Cardinals without specific names? Like if you just want to describe jobs. What do you think they get done, given what the budget will likely be and what it sounds like the marketplace is going to be? And I find it interesting. You and I have talked about this a little bit off the air. I don't think on 
but it might be a little bit less expensive market than we thought because a lot of teams are dealing with uncertainty about the the local TV deals because of all the problems with the regional carriers, that there might actually be some more stepping back, although it probably won't be from the big boys. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a little torn on that because I think it's good for the industry when money is being spent. Yeah, so I agree. So I want to see teams spending lots and lots of money. On the other side of it, when there tends to be a downturn, I think the Cardinals are able to take advantage of that, whether it's by getting guys under contract and free agency for maybe a little bit less than you thought they were going to be when free agency started, or by going and making trades with teams that are trying to reduce their payroll and just doing it, you know, see Paul Goldschmidt, see Nolan Arnato, yeah, those yeah. type of deals. So yeah. uh, when, when the market does start to have a bit of a downturn, I think the Cardinals have been very, very good at taking advantage of those opportunities. That being said, I just have this sense that there's so much money in the game right now, even with the uncertainty moving forward with the TV stuff and the local TV. And I get that uh, a year from now, Bally probably isn't going to the Bally just uh, renegotiated deals with the, the NBA and they're, they're about to finish up with the NHL where they're giving back the rights to all the teams at the end of this upcoming season. Right. They're basically going to do the same thing with baseball after the upcoming baseball season. Yep. So Bally, as we know it, probably is not going to exist after the next baseball season. At least not under that ownership. Like, right. You could have Bally, the, the sponsor, because it's a naming rights deal. Well, Sinclair is trying to buy it back. Right. Which they, is insane because they're yeah. the ones who owned it uh, two months it. ago. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, I mean, they'd be buying it back at pennies on the dollar. Yeah, so. and they're, they're basically suing themselves right now because they're suing the entity that broke off of them to become like it, sports. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so convoluted. So we're, we're, we're getting off the beam path here. Right, but that means that there's some uncertainty. Yeah. So there have been some teams... Um, the Minnesota Twins, a few others that are the mid-range teams. Well, even the Padres. The Padres, the Padres just took are, out a $50 million loan to cover payroll. Yeah, and they're, they're supposedly going to cut their payroll by $50 million yeah. for this coming season. So they're, they're, you don't have as many teams that will be buying, but you do have the big boys buying. The Yankees are buying. The Dodgers are buying. Um, the, the Cubs are buying. And I think that's where those teams, those teams are safer. Right. You know, the mm-hmm. Red, the Red Sox are safe. Red Sox have their own TV network. They own it. Same like the Yankees do. So that might be an interesting differentiator. And the, some of the teams are not involved in the Diamond Sports Valley thing. They have their own local TV providers like Root Sports. There, there are different uh, outlets that do this across the country. And I'm curious to see how that affects teams. And I know um, that Mo mentioned this with uh, in, in Derek Gould's piece yesterday that their idea is if they're going to lose a little on the TV side, the goal will be to make it back in attendance. If you're going to do that, you got to have a pretty splashy off season. Yeah. That's easier said than done. I mean, if, if you took all the attendance away, if you just told baseball teams, Hey, you can't bring anybody in to watch games anymore. Teams would be okay. If you told them we're not going to give you any TV money anymore, teams would not be okay. No, no, they'd be. Dead. I don't, people don't completely understand. Now, do, does the attendance help? Like for a team like the Cardinals, where it's, you're in a mid-sized market and you're bringing in deal, three, yeah. you know, three million people, yeah, like that. It it's a big deal, uh, but you know, it, the TV money. It's going to be very hard to make up TV money and attendance money. So, in looking at the marketplace, 
it sounds like you've got a, a, a two. I'm talking pitching. I'm not even going to get into the hitters. The Cardinals aren't going to be in on Cody Bellinger or any of those guys, but they are apparently in on everybody who's a pitcher. And they should be. Yes, absolutely. So the highest end on the pitchers, total total deal, so years and AAV, sounds like it's going to be Yamamoto, uh, who's coming over from Japan. He's 25. He's pitched really well in international competition. What did he have, like a 130 ERA yeah. this year in the NPB? Had the triple crown of yeah, pitching. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's pretty much he's not pretty much he is viewed as the best pitcher on the market so i'm seeing like seven years around 200 million for him uh fan graphs had it a little bit lower than that but not by much so that's going to be the high end uh the, the highest of the hand what i'm noticing is interesting is some of the projections for like aaron nola and blake snell don't seem all that scary i mean they're talking about five-year deals at about 28 year 28 a year which I think is doable a few years ago guys like that were getting more years yeah I I think that's going to end up being low by the way I'm not the expert on this when it comes to projecting salary so I could be completely wrong on this one I think taking out the posting fee well remove the posting fee when we're talking yeah, about Yamamoto Yamamoto there will be an extra right. tax on yeah. it essentially so if you get rid of the posting fee and just view what his contract is going to be years and and, and annual average value I still think he's going to come in under the Aaron Nolas and the Blake Snells you think so yeah interesting cuz all of the all yeah of the I know I'm alone I'm on the side I'm on an island on an island here I, I well, actually I would say this I think that the reality is going to be that Yamamoto will get what's being projected, but I think the competition will push Nola and Snell and those guys into that range of years. Yeah. Because they have them all basically the same AAV. So I'm looking at fan graphs. They've got a piece up now about this, and they have Yamamoto, Nola, Snell, the top guys. They're all right around $28 million a year. Uh, the difference is the number of years, and they're projecting five-year deals for Nola and Snell in part because they're older, right? I mean, Nola and Snell are 31. They're both 31. I think Nola might be 30, but they're both around 31. Yamamoto's 25. So seven or eight for a 25-year-old is a better deal to me than five years for a 31-year-old. I would agree. Um, if, you are, if you count them as equal. Some teams might not. Some teams might say, look, Nola and Snell are known. We've seen them do this in the major leagues. We think Yamamoto is good, but he's not done it in the major leagues just because he hasn't done it. Um, and I don't know if I would be that worried about that personally because his stuff plays. Um, but I'm interested in that in the, that so many of these projections are for a lower number of years than what we've seen free agents get in recent years. And I don't know that it's going to go that way. I think the competition will push those years up. Yeah, and there's there's a couple market forces here that we're not totally thinking about with Yamamoto and everybody who's coming over from Japan. There, you have, once they post, you have 45 days to get the deal done. Yeah, there's no expiration date on how long it takes Aaron Nola, nope. how long it takes Blake Snell. So if you're an agent and you don't like the deal, you can start to pump the brakes a little bit and see what you can get teams to. So there's going to be an urgency to get the Yamamoto deal done at some point. If it doesn't get done right away, there's not going to be that urgency. And that's where you're going to be able to push teams even higher and higher. If you represent guys like Nola and Snell and even maybe even Sonny Gray and Eduardo Rodriguez, if if you if you if you're smart, just wait until we, oh wait on Yamamoto wait, for wait, sure. Wait until Otani and Yamamoto. Yeah. At, at the very least, Yamamoto. I don't know that Otani really matters, except 
that the teams that lose out on him are going to need to get something. Yeah, I think you let the I think you let Yamamoto set the market yeah. and then you go from there. Yeah. That's part of why I think that at the end of the day, Nola and Snell are going to end up getting more than Yamamoto. Do you think there's an ability? I know this is something that the Cardinals have done in the past where they strike pretty early in the offseason on something. Do you think there's a possibility of that within this market? Because I don't think it's Nola. I don't think it's Snell. Um, it may or may not be Eduardo Rodriguez. Is Sonny Gray maybe the one you could say you want to make a move early to get something significant done and then continue on after that? I don't know. It goes back to what I was just saying. I don't know what agent is going to do that unless you're just blown away and then you might be overpaying. Unless it, unless they, I mean, there's so many connections between the Cardinals and Yamamoto. Everything from a financial standpoint says there's no way this is happening with the Cardinals. But everything from a relational standpoint says the Cardinals should be in on this thing. So that's the one. That's that. That's the one where they go in and they they leverage every relationship that they have. And and they push salary further than they were ever expecting to do so, and they go get him. And for our listeners that maybe a little, you know, a little less nerdy than we are, um, the Yamamoto, which is everybody, Yamamoto has the same agent as Arenado and Newtbar, and obviously played with Newtbar in the WBC. So that's what we're talking about: is those connections. The, the only thing that and there's a professional working relationship between the Cardinals and his team in Japan as well. That's another point. thing. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, the only thing that worries me in that regard, and then we'll move on from this, is a lot of the big stars that come over from Japan want to be in the biggest markets. They want and and primarily want to be on the West Coast. For Lars Newtbar comes in, right? Well, yeah. that, again, but the question is, how much does that matter versus cutting six hours off a flight home or having you know having a direct flight home instead of having to be in St. Louis and going to somewhere else and then having like. I'm not saying it's the end of the world. I'm not saying it can't be done. I am saying that the biggest guys that have come out of Japan have gone either New York, Chicago, or West Coast. Yeah. Uh, you can't argue that. But you got to try, though. We get the director of Lambert International Airport on the phone and see <laughs> if we can work out a, a direct flight to, yeah. to somewhere in Japan. Yeah. All right. We're going to have a, a little bit more sports, but we have a few other things. We're going to run by Matt Polly with us here on DGS on a Friday we're only kind of half a crew today. Andrew and I holding it down on this side. Rachel and Dave will be back on Monday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. TGS on a Friday. Matt Polly hanging out with us here uh, in the 4 o'clock hour. And we'll, we're going to do one more quick sports story. Uh, and then we're going to move on to some other stuff coming up after the 4.30 news. Uh, but this just came out. You know, I think the story broke maybe half an hour ago. Uh, that the Big Ten has suspended Jim Harbaugh for three games, which is the rest of the regular season. So apparently he's allowed to coach during the week, cannot be on the sidelines during the games. Um, I think Michigan is already trying to file an injunction to, you know, let him coach this week, you know, without this moving forward. But in case people don't know, it's it's interesting story in that there are a lot of similarities to the Houston Astros cheating scandal. And the Patriots, I would say. And the Patriots, yeah. Spygate stuff, mm-hmm. So, and which obviously everybody here knows yeah. impacted the Super Bowl. Um, in this case, hopefully they won't destroy the evidence like they did in the NFL. But what you have is an accusation that an assistant coach was using technology to steal the signs of other teams. In other words, he was going to other campuses and just recording the sideline with his phone the whole time and then deciphering that using game film and that. And then standing next to Jim Harbaugh on the sideline, essentially telling him what was going on. And there's video of all of these things. There's surveillance video of him. And the the Big Ten thinks there's enough evidence to justify suspension now. Um, what's interesting in all of this is just the fact that people still think they, that they're going to get away with cheating in these ways. Like, there are so many just public pieces of evidence. The co- By the way, the coach who is accused of this. The guy's name is Connor Stallions, which sounds like a made-up name. Yeah, sounds mm-hmm. like he should be in the adult entertainment yeah, I know. business. It sounds, like, it sounds like he's in the movie Boogie Nights with Dirk Diggler. And, like, but this guy is, like, he's been, like, incognito on the sidelines. Like, he had a full coaching outfit for Central Michigan that he was wearing while Central Michigan was playing Michigan State. So he was on Central Michigan sideline wearing their coach's shirt, pants, hat, the whole deal, spying on Michigan State. And every time you can see him on the TV, every time the camera, like the play would come over by the sideline, he would put his head down and turn his head away from the camera. Yeah, yeah, he was very cognizant. And he had those glasses on where you can, like, record stuff on yes. the other side, the those Ray-Bans or whatever they I are. I mean, this it, is insane. Again, I, it's insane that it's, first of all, it's a sport. Like, is it that big of a deal? I know it's big money and all of that, but I mean, there's something really weird going on behind the scenes because this guy makes $50,000 a year, yet he's buying tickets to 40 football games. He's traveling. Somebody's paying him back for all of this. I'm going to go consp- all conspiracy theory on you for a second. I think this type of thing is happening almost all over the place. And I think what happened here is they got arrogant and they got sloppy. Well, they got a, they had a crazy person doing it because this guy right. seems nuts. Yeah, and when you're buying the tickets under your own name, when you're doing these sort of things and not really covering your tracks, 
any any college football program can do this. They can have somebody who's very quietly doing something for you. You're throwing some money their direction. You're telling them show up at this place, buy a ticket from a scalper outside, like do that, do those things. And I think some version of that is happening a lot more. I wouldn't doubt it than what we're giving it credit for. And this shouldn't have impacted anything because every college football team out there should expect that something like this is happening. So they should be changing up their signals and signs on an every week basis anyways. Yeah, it shouldn't have an impact, but if you get caught, you got to get punished. Yeah, I, I, it's I'm, like the Astros thing. Yeah, I mean. I'm not saying it's right because everybody does it. Right. I'm saying there should already be things in place where, it's, where it didn't have the type of impact that made. And I think it did have the impact because, again, there was that very damning video of Ohio State, of Ohio State where game, all of a yeah. sudden everybody's running to the right side of the field and it's a dive play basically just outside the tackle. And, you know, nine Michigan guys are there to, take care of it. And so they're all signaling on yeah. the sideline. And so it did, it did impact it, but you know what? Shame on the other teams for not putting things in place where it wouldn't. Uh, yes, but I mean, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not going to blame the opposing teams because the Astros were using a video monitor and signaling pitches. That's, that's them cheating, cheating. And this is the same idea, same idea. It's not exactly the same, same idea. Hey, we got some other stuff we're going to hit on with Mr. Matt Polly coming up after the 4.30 news. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All right, time to get another ruling. We did an episode of uh, Judge Sue earlier, and that's okay. not judging Sue. She was the judge. Sue Thomas was the judge. So Judge Sue. I would be very comfortable with her presiding over yes. a very important thing in my Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Yeah. Very smart, reasonable person. Yes. She um, was a little uh, uh, nervous, though, when, when we came back from a break and, and Kevin said, all right, time to Judge Sue. And no, she went, uh, what's time a, what's a for Judge Sue. But she was like, are you judging me? And like, no, 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 you're the judge. So we got Judge Pauly. You're going to be our primary ruler on this. Okay, I okay. am less, uh, I would rather have her than me presiding okay, over something. But we don't have that yep. option right now. It's you. You have okay. to carry the mantle. Uh, judge Pauly, and we're going to ask for the ruling on this. It's from the, uh, the for those that know, the AITA. So am I the burger? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And this person wants to know if they are the burger for being upset about a thing. So I wanted to bring you in on this one in particular because you have a daughter close to the ages of the children involved here. Okay. So this is about a six-year-old's birthday party. And it's a costume party, and it's a princess party. So they're mm-hmm. girls. And there's a it's a princess party, so they all are in, encouraged to dress up as a favorite princess. And there's a girl who's involved in this whose actual name, her real name in real life, is Aurora, and she loves Princess Aurora. Okay. She, that's her favorite thing in the world. She dresses up like that all the time. Well, she wears her Princess Aurora costume to this birthday party. And the birthday girl is also dressed as Princess Aurora. Okay? So okay. You, you were setting this up. You yep. can see where this dynamic is going to go. The birthday girl is excited. She loves it. She's like, oh, my God, this is awesome. We look the mm-hmm. same. We're like twins. Let's go play. And they go off and they play. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine with all of these things, then it becomes a parent's issue. Mm-hmm. So the mom of the birthday girl comes over to the mom of the other girl later on and says, 
listen, do you have other clothes that your daughter could change into? Because I'm really uncomfortable with her wearing the same outfit as my daughter on her birthday. And in the photos, it's going to be weird that they're both the same. And she goes on and on and on and on about this. And the woman was like, well, no, I'm not going to change it. The kids don't care. They're just off playing. It's not a thing. And apparently this led to a separate confrontation down the road where the mom of the girl named Aurora was picking kids up from school. These two had a little run in and the mom of the birthday girl flat out tells her, I'm still upset with you for not doing this. Well, this is a problem. I don't know that we can hang out together anymore or anything like this. And the woman who is the daughter of the not not the birthday girl, but the, the, the mother of the other girl wants to know if she's the jerk in this scenario or if the other mom is the jerk. The jerk is the mom of the birthday girl. Without a doubt. All right, good. I thought this was easy. The, I'm glad you're yeah, good. This no, is, this is, this is a, incredibly easy. That's a slam dunk. And here's the most important. So I've, I'm not the best dad in the world. I think but, you might be. No. Um, but I, I, I try to be governed and dictated by one thing. As long as it's not going to have some sort of long-term negative implication or there's a health or safety type issue, I want to allow my daughter to have a life where she's having fun and she can go after her passions and things like that. And if she's having a princess party and another kid walks in wearing the same costume as she has, I know my daughter would have the exact same reaction. She would be so excited. We uh, at Halloween this year, she was sky from Paw Patrol and she, we went to a trunk or treat and there were other skies there. And she was so excited every time she saw yeah. another sky. Yeah. I know like she would be all in on that. And for me to like try to put myself in front of her happiness because I would th- I'm worried about what the pictures are going to look like. Oh, that I mean, just irks me. A- as with most things involving kids, the parents are the problem. Yes. And and as a parent, it was always my mission to not be any in any of those things. It doesn't matter. No. Nobody cares. Like, if it's not perfect, we kind of touched on this earlier with Sue when we were talking about weddings. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you get the bridezillas and all We put this idea out there that things need to be perfect. It's got to be a fairy tale wedding. It's got to be perfect. And then that changes and turns people into monsters. And I think we do that a lot with parenthood, where it's supposed to, we want to make everything perfect for our little prince or princess. It's never going to be perfect. And but it's perfect. You can't do it. But it's perfect to them. That's the thing. It's not perfect to the adults, but the kids don't realize right. it. They, they have imaginations. Yeah. They don't care. Like it, you know, just I think just them being loved and being able to do something kind of cool, that's perfection. Yeah. And if you have such an issue where you're actually going to hold a grudge because and by the way, it's not like any she you know like if you're going to have an issue with that, maybe send out in advance, "Hey, just so you guys know, the birthday girl is going to be this." It would be great if we, everybody else could pick different ones. Right. Even that's a little It's bratty. a little over the top. Yeah, it's a little bratty, yeah. but at least then there's some warning versus just show up as your favorite princess. Well, duh. I mean, you're going to get some repeats in there. Yeah, there's only so many princesses. And, and you know, you know the one girl that you're inviting, her name is Aurora. When they're five and six, those are the things that my sister, okay, look, I'm a redhead, right? My sister is like more of the really light strawberry blonde, like the really light Color. She for the when she was three, four, five, she wanted to be Ariel from the Little Mermaid so badly because they looked alike. Mm-hmm. They looked alike. They the, these kids they 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 get attached to these things because they identify. Maybe it's the name. Maybe it's the yeah, like, look. There's a show on uh, Disney, Prince uh, Sophia the First. Yeah, there you and go. my daughter's name is Sophia, and yep. it's spelled the same way S O F I A. So that makes all the yep. difference in the world. My daughter, um, when when Monsters Inc. came out. 
she looked exactly like Boo. Exactly. Same haircut, the whole deal. She looked just like Sully. And, and get yeah, just like Sully. <laughs> one eye, the whole deal. But she but she like immediately at that age identified with that character yeah. and it became her favorite character instantaneously. Oh. Like that's how little kids are. I mean, we were that way with different things. I wasn't uh, I mean, I wasn't boo, but I'm sure it was something, you know, I don't remember it exactly, but like I don't remember when I was 4 and 5, but there was something that would that would make me want to be like somebody that I was watching. Maybe it was Luke Skywalker or whatever. Um, but when parents insert themselves into these things, how do you not have the awareness to realize that this is a you problem? Yeah, I think the thing that most bugs me about this, just kind of putting it through the lens of my me being a parent, a couple weeks ago, us and some very close friends went to the Chesterfield Fall Festival, and she's got a very good friend. And just watching the two girls who are about the same age being together, holding hands, running together, being on the rides together. Like that was the, I loved that day. That is an amazing memory for me as a dad because I got to sit and watch my daughter with a close friend just have fun for a few hours. And I wasn't, you know, me being there had nothing to do with anything. And that's totally good and that's totally fine. So if you as a parent are trying to insert yourself into the scenario when your kid is with other kids, I think that can be a problem sometimes. Uh, back off. Yeah. It's something that I, I feel like I was pretty good at. But, I, you know, I learned it pretty well because, well, I actually learned it from the opposite because I'll be honest, sometimes my dad was the other one. <laughs> not with other parents never like that kind of drama but like he would be the one that's always wanted to like talk to the coach and stuff like that i would always be like get away right and i was always i'm gonna lay back i don't i don't need to jump in and be involved in any of these things whether it's school sports birthday parties whatever just back off yeah none of it is the end of the world you don't need to be yelling at the basketball referees for 10 year olds it doesn't matter it's pointless you don't need to be getting into it at birthday parties with other parents. It is the dumbest thing. Let it go. I like birthday parties for my daughter because it gives me the chance to actually meet other parents yeah. and, like, have friends. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely don't have any friends around here. <laughs> Jeez, ouch. ouch. <laughs> like I said. <laughs> uh, Matt Pauly's hanging with us here on DGS. All right, Matt Pauly hanging with us for a few more minutes. Sports Open Line coming up later on. Uh, that'll be after the 6 o'clock news. What are you going to do after that on a Friday night? You get done from work. What's a Friday night for you when you get done? I'll get home, spend some time with my wife, watch something. We'll just kind of, yeah, I got to. You guys watch anything good right now? Uh, no. Or I just mean, stuff? Just stuff. Yeah. Uh, but um, we're still going through it. We're big fans of the morning show on Apple TV. And we've been, that's probably the one new show that we've been going through here recently. It's on its third season. John Hamm is in this uh, season of it, so that's pretty solid. Did not know. Yeah. I've never watched that one. It's good. I don't have a reason for it. I just never have. You know, there's a lot of that, like shows that just slip through the cracks. Like there, you don't have any reason that you like. There are some where I'm like, I'm never watching that. Yeah, we thought but with that's the, not on the list. We thought with the strike that maybe we'd start like going through some older shows. We're going through Cheers. You made fun of me one day about that <laughs> because I saw somebody that looked like somebody on Cheers, and I texted you about it. No. Like, why are you watching Cheers? I know. I'm like, dude, yeah. it's 2023, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. I am right now. I'm almost done. I'm like just past the halfway point of season six of The Sopranos. Okay, for the third time through. I've never watched it all the way through. I need that oh. was like one of the type of shows that we thought that maybe. Oh, you got to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. 
and I what I enjoy about some and, and a lot of the a lot of the shows and movies that I've really liked, I've watched at least three times. It's a lot though. Like Sopranos is a commitment because it's a, it says it's six seasons. It's actually seven, really, mm-hmm. because the sixth season is basically two it's, half. Of, it's like twenty episodes. Yeah, it's like twice as long yeah. as all the other ones. So it's really seven seasons. I don't know why they did it that way. Makes no sense. But I mean, I've watched the the show Band of Brothers all the way through, yeah. probably four times. Do you have a favorite like show, like dramatic, really high level show? Do you have one that stands number one? Um. It might be Game of Thrones. Okay, I've never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones. You should. I mean, okay. if it's, I don't know if it's your thing though. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if I don't it know is. If you're into like the whole dragon slaying and um, lots of no, n- don't worry, there's not of, that much of that. Lots of fighting and nudity and stuff. You know, I don't know if that's your thing or not. Not, not now too much. Not so much. Man. Now, yeah. I will say though, if I'm going more like just straight, not 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 sci-fi or fantasy, um, Band of Brothers is pretty amazing. Okay. That's probably right up there. I've watched that a bunch of times. I think my favorite show, like, I don't know, maybe you won't put it in the same category, but do you remember The Shield on FX uh, yeah, with Michael yeah. Chiklis? I didn't watch it, but, I i mean, everybody I know liked it. To me, that stands up as the the I greatest, mean, the, like, one-hour cop drama of all time. The Wire is good in, yeah. that, in that same vein. Some great ones. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen Oz on HBO, it's pretty disturbing, but it's really, really good. It's a prison show. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 